What is up, everybody? What is up, chat? What is up, Matt? How are we feeling today on this fine Friday? It's time to tango for... Oh, God, I, I forgot again. Six, seven, we're up. We're getting up there. We had every... I know, man. I think we're on six. Good. Six? All right, we're on six then. Hell yes. Yeah, right? It's uh, It's been going good, man. We're, we're figuring this thing out, and uh, it's a beautiful day here in Long Island. How are you doing, Scoob? I'm doing good. It's it's actually also a beautiful day here. We got the windows open for once. It's not too hot. You don't have to have the AC on. So we're feeling good. Feeling good. Uh been very lazy this week. Haven't done haven't done jack shit this week. Done nothing. No, so you I'm feeling good. You haven't gotten into your training yet? No, it has not happened. I have not kicked myself into that gear yet. Um I feel like every time I try to box, I end up like hurting my own wrist. So always the right <laughs> wrist. I don't know why. Well, it's because you got too much power in that right hand. I I, I, I agree. I, I do think that is also the reason. Uh, how's your week been? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been good, man. Uh, I just got a good sparring session in with Armando Guije. He's defending his ring of combat title next weekend. So it was his last uh, controlled spar. You know, he's fighting in a week. So, uh we threw the MMA gloves on. I had my headgear on just in case for headbutts. Um, and it was a nice, easy, controlled spar. And it, it went it went great, man. He's ready to go. Hell yeah. So, like, what, what what's the difference, like, a controlled spar? You just take a little off the punches? Yeah, exactly. We uh, just kind of going through the motions, getting those feints going, making sure your combos are, are – you're throwing everything and and seeing everything and, and just getting, like, a final – uh, final push before now now it's just the weight cut for him so he's in a good spot and then uh, we also have uh, Kelvin Sterling and uh, Troy Sterling on CFFC tonight so keep an eye out for those Sterling bros yeah for sure for sure we had those and we got a oh yeah 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 for sure yeah I thought there were more fights but those were the three we had listed so yeah we're looking forward to those we got back-to-back -back CFFC cards. I like when they do that. They do the Friday, and then they follow up with the Saturday. That's always fun. Oh, yeah. And then we also got Anthony Delemi on Saturday. So we got three guys fighting this weekend. And yeah, then yeah, um, awesome. I, was also, I was also out in uh, Jersey City uh, yesterday. I went and did uh, Luke Thomas, his uh, room service diaries. So that was fun. Yeah, I've listened to that before, I think. Uh, what, do, what do you guys talk about on there? What did you guys get down to? Dude, uh, we talked a lot of stuff, honestly. Like, whenever I do these kind of interviews, like, I, I'm always, like, I, I like, forget whatever I, like, like talked <laughs> about. But, like, like uh, we talked uh, we talked about, you know, fights coming up, talked about the Patty fight, hopefully, we that we get booked. Um, unfortunately, still no fight news, which is kind of weird. But uh, it's coming, you know, trust, trust the process. I'm ready. I'm training. So we're going to get some news soon. Um, but I love Luke Thomas, man. He's a, he's a good guy. He's one of the one of the guys, you know, in the uh, MMA space who really tells it how it is. He doesn't sugarcoat anything. He doesn't like try to suck up to any organizations or anything. And he really uh, he, he talks for the fighters, which I, I really like him. Yeah, he always seems to have the fighter's best interest in mind with his takes. 
Uh, even yeah. Jake Shields, that was that was suspect. But we we all we all got our our one guy we we follow when we shouldn't, you know. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, uh, Brian Campbell was on there too. He's a funny guy, man. He's hilarious. Yeah, dude, he's so fucking funny. I I love Morning Combat. That's one of my that's one of my favorite MMA shows. They're just they got a different vibe, you know. They do. They do. They're cool guys. And then um, this past week was actually my six-year anniversary of my Contender Series fight. I was on season one of the Contender Series, which is honestly mind-blowing to me that that was six years ago. That It's so crazy to put it in that perspective because they're in, like, what, 27 now? Thir- season 21 now? So, something crazy like that. So you're really, like, the OG of Contender Series. I know, man. It's crazy to think that I'm like a veteran in the UFC. I've been in the UFC for six years. I was on season one of the Contender Series, and um, that was such a great experience. Um, the The first season of the Contender Series wasn't in the Apex. The Apex actually wasn't even built. Um, it was in the old Ultimate Fighter Gym. Wow. So, and the Ultimate Fighter Gym had like no AC. It was almost like a like a garage. And um, they had uh, Snoop Dogg and Uriah Faber commentating. And Snoop Dogg was just smoking weed the whole time. So I remember walking in there and I just instantly start smelling weed. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Jimmy's got the tweet. Uh, should we? Maybe we should bring Jimmy in to talk about the tweet. Should we bring him in right now? Yeah, let's, let's bring it. the cheese roll in. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll bring him in. We're going to talk about the tweet here. Uh, let's pull this up. Switch these scenes around. Yo. Yo. What's how up, how are you guys? feeling? What is up? Feeling great, man. Happy to Hell be on yeah. here. Hell oh. yeah. So tell us about meeting Snoop Dogg. Tell All us right. about this. Yeah, actually, in my best uh, man speech for Maddie's wedding, I was like, the second best thing that's that the best feeling that i've had was when he got that contract contract from the ufc but the first best feeling was a little bit later when i got to sneak into snoop dogg's uh trailer with my father and uh smoke some weed with him so um my dad actually got into the trailer like right before me i was like trailing behind and right the door closes and then the the security guard like grips me and like says nah you're not going anywhere because he didn't really know like who i was but uh my pops came through like he always does. He uh, got me in there, and you can watch the video. Me and him uh, smoked on a nice blunt with Snoop Dogg. It says here uh, there was buckets of candy. Yeah, that- buckets of candy. Um, if you hear what he's saying, it's hilarious. He's like, he's like, yeah, put the volume up. And listen. Oh, yeah, yeah, let me, uh, let me unmute this. Let me turn the volume up for the people. Hopefully they can hear it. I've never played a video on this site before. If it doesn't, it's okay. I can nothing all right he goes uh what does he say it's it's the steamroller with the weed roller and his pops and he's right he's like what do you say maddie i am the holy ghost yeah yeah and i always see this video and i always think like where was i like where the, where the fuck was i at <laughs> Why, yeah, I, I how, how did you miss out on this dude i don't know man i was on the natural high you know i was I think I was probably making my, my victory rounds, just seeing everybody. Uh, it was it was like such a, an amazing experience, like getting uh, 
getting to like get my UFC contract. My dreams just came through. I'm like officially a, a UFC fighter. Um, I had a lot of friends there, a lot of family there. A lot of my Tampa people uh, were there. Um, Billy Q was there. Um, and uh, it was an unreal experience. And, you know, six years later, I'm still here. I'm still here, man. Because that's what a lot of people say. You know, Aljo would always say this to me when I first got into the UFC. He said it was, it's easy to get into the UFC. It's staying in the UFC that's hard. Yeah, for sure. I mean, longevity is always that one thing that's always impressive to me, especially the more we do this show, just pulling up the guys and seeing, oh, wow, that guy's got 10 fights. You wouldn't imagine he's got 10 fights, you know? It's just, it's mad impressive to stick around that long and to have a good record, to be knocking guys out consecutively, stuff like that, you know, and being ranked, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, a lot of, a lot of guys go in the UFC, you know, They'll win one fight and then maybe going, you know, lose two, lose three, and then they're done. Um, so it's, you know, it, that's what I'm telling a lot of these guys, you know, being able to be consistent and, and improve. You know, I, I look at the, the fighter I was in that contender series fight and like it's night and day going into that contender series fight. I was an eight and O amateur. I was a five and O pro. And then, uh, you know, I really, I, I thought I was untouchable. I was, I thought, you know, I, I, and, and now, you know, I've taken a couple losses. I've evaluated my game. I've changed it up a little bit. And now I'm, I'm a complete fighter and a completely different fighter. So it's the evolution of, of the game is most important. Yeah. And some guys, you know, they, 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 they don't get that chance, you know, they don't stick around long enough. You know, they, they, they lose two, they, they don't come back. You, you stick around, you always fight back. So it's awesome. Yeah. We yeah. got two champions coming out of contender series now. Yeah. That's, that's, it's, it's crazy. We got the, the sugar one and then we got Jamal Hill. People forget. He also came from contender series. So I feel like we're just going to see it more and more, the more seasons they do, the talent that they just have on that show is better and better at each season. It feels like. I don't think there's a better oh, yeah. way to get into the UFC than the contender series. Now. I mean, there's a lot of good fighters that come into the contender series. They get a spectacular finish. And then, then the UFC just like, kind of like pumps them out. Um, it's definitely, I mean, what is there? Like what else other way? Short notice, uh, Dana White looking for a fight. Like, I feel like Marab's the only guy I can think of from there. I might be wrong, but uh, definitely the best way to get in. Yeah, that's really the only two ways that people get into the UFC now is you get on the contender series or you have to take a short notice fight, which is usually not, you know, not the best way in there because, you know, you don't know who you're fighting. You got to take a short notice. Um so I think the, that it's definitely the best route is is contender series these days. Yeah, one of the guys we're going to talk about today, he took a short notice fight for his first shot, uh, Reese McKee, and he had to fight a Kamzat, his first fight. So oh, yeah. it, it can go like that, you know, and then you don't you don't really get seen again because you got snuffed out that first time. Yeah, but you're in. Yeah, you are in. You are in. You got that foot in the door. They remember your name no matter what. Damn, imagine short notice. Hey, uh, you're in the UFC now. Fight Cosma. <laughs> and and I swear, I swear to God, I was watching Cage Warriors. He was fighting. 
And they said something like he he signed the contract without like caring who the name was, and he asked after who the name was. So he didn't even know when he signed like it was going to be Kamza. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the mentality like, you can have, right? You have to. I mean, you look at uh, my teammate Dennis Bazooka. Dennis Bazooka had two contender series fights. He he lost the first one. He won the second one, but he didn't get a contract. So then he knew that his only way in was a short notice fight. So he was staying ready. He was trying to, you know, push and try to get every, you know, every time a fight would fall out, he would try to uh, step up and put his name in the hat. And he finally got the call. You know, it didn't work out for him. He had to cut like 21 pounds in like three days, which is another short notice thing that you got to do. Um, but now his foot's in the door and now he'll get a full camp. He'll have another fight and uh, he's in. That's right. Looking forward to Dennis's next fight for sure. Yeah, I do like how if you don't win that short notice one, you usually get that second shot to prove yourself with a full camp. They at least do that for you guys. But uh, while we got Jimmy here, I mean, let's just let's just get to it. Let's ask some questions about what it's like to be uh, the twin fight, the twin brother of a fighter. I was gonna say a twin fighter. I mean, technically. <laughs> Technically, You're I right. mean, I, technically, I am right. I've seen the tape. I've seen the footage. <laughs> I've seen the clips. I mean, you were at Rough and Rowdy. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, so tell us about Rough and Rowdy. All right. So, I mean, Rough and Rowdy, like, you know, me and Maddie have been competing our whole lives, like childhood. Like, we're twins. So, like, always had someone to throw a ball with, have a catch with, whatever. But Rough and Rowdy came about because Maddie was, uh, we're trying to think of, anything to do for his bachelor party um so i hit him up and i just thought of this idea i saw like a rough and rowdy clip and i was like joking i was really joking around i actually texted him i'm like yo what if we like entered me into rough and rowdy and we just do it for the bachelor party like maybe like self-consciously i was like maybe like i want to do it because i do i did kind of want to do it but he calls me like maybe five minutes later and he's like all right, you're in. I talked to Robbie Fox. He said, you're fighting on the next card. We're going to West Virginia. Training camp starts tomorrow. And I was like, oh, word. Okay. So <laughs> it moves so all... fast when you say you'll do something like that. That's why I'm always afraid to say, oh, I'll do that as a, as a joke, no, you know? I didn't expect like it to like formulate that fast, but like, I guess Maddie got real excited about it went, and went right to the source, went to his bar stool, uh, friend and Robbie Fox and we we had a real training camp Maddie brought me to law he uh made me train he made me like cut weight like even though like I was already on weight <laughs> uh life, life comes at you fast yeah listen uh when as soon as I was so pumped because uh you know he always supports me uh throughout my fights and like I want I was so excited to kind of switch roles and uh we were go we had the whole crew getting ready to go down to West Virginia and we're not going to West Virginia to not win. You know, we, I got to make sure that he's ready, you know? So, uh, I brought all my buddies, uh, over the house and I set up like a little boxing ring in my front yard, like with like ropes and like, like, uh, garbage cans. And like, I would put all my, all my friends in there to spar him. And as soon as Jimmy started beating up one of my other friends, I'd take him out and put him in, another one in. And then he would start beating up that 
one of our other buddies, I'd take him out. And as soon as he started looking too good, I would get in there and spar him and make sure he could take a punch and start beating him up a little bit. Yeah, you, you caught me with a left hook once. Like, it was, like, probably the first time I've ever, like, actually, like, felt, like, a, a real punch, like, in a sparring. Like, really, like, not dazed me, but I was like, oh, shit. Okay. The, that's, saw, that's, saw the birds a little bit. <laughs> I was surprised by it. It was a good check hook. I didn't, I've never uh, not seen it coming like that. But it was good work, man. And it made me addicted to just hitting the bag. Like, go, I go to sparring now every Thursday. And um, it was a great experience. He even made me, like, we got to West Virginia. And he was still, like making me like drink a lot of water and like not eat and i'm like yo like i'm like on there's like not i don't even know if i didn't even know what weight i had to make but you, you wanted me to feel the pain he wanted me to feel the pain of uh cutting weight before the fight for sure there's there's no way that they, they make you make weight for a rough and rowdy fight there's no way they, you're the you're the you're probably the only person in the history of rough and rowdy to cut weight for it yeah. I wanted him to go through the whole process. I wanted him to go through the training camp. I wanted him to go through the weight cut. You know, they had the weigh-ins. They had the face-offs. The day of the fight, we did a shakeout. And then, you know, he went out there and he knocked out the Bassmaster. It was great, man. Um, it was it was fun, man. Like, our whole, all my buddies, uh, we all loaded up in an RV. And we drove uh, from Long Island to uh, West Virginia. And I ended up... Uh, we got this Airbnb and uh, like uh, it was this big house Airbnb and it ended up being like a goat farm. Like there was a goat, like there's like at least like 20 goats there. And then I remember uh, talking with the guy who owned the house and he goes, Hey, um, if the goats, you know, escape the uh, enclosure, don't worry about it. They won't run away. And I'm like, all right. And then, and then, like as soon as we get there, the, there's goats like running around this this house, like right at the front door. They're in the garage. They Every even night. came in the house. These goats came yeah. in the house. We would like go out to West Virginia, like party, get back, and just let the goats like in the house. Like <laughs> it was that was a great that was a great bachelor party for sure. The guys definitely got yeah. like a unspoken deal with the goats. He's like, yeah, they run the house. I just I just live here. <laughs> it, it was the goat house. Yeah, goaded. Yeah, so yeah. so when you're t when you're taking a fight like that, do you ever think uh get me on the contender series? I could I could get there. I mean, you are twin brothers. <laughs> I mean, I think if I actually like started training like a long time ago, not now, I think they're you know, I think I could be good at, at MMA, but I have no ground game. I've never once done a jujitsu class. Shout out to Harry Mack. I know he's challenging me to that uh token smoke thing uh in october i'll i'll say this all right since let's address it harry i i will i will go up against you but only if maddie actually teaches me the ropes of jujitsu so all that, right that's all right we'll, like, you gotta we got some mats down in the gym teach me enough just to uh you know put him in an arm bar or like ankle lock or some shit all right, I can what, do that. What are what are Harry's stats? I think he's got a hip replacement. I think he's coming off of what he tore his ACL off of a kick at loss. Someone kicked him in the side, and he absolutely ruined his leg. So, right. <laughs> so I think you. I think I mean that he's coming off that three weeks ago. So I think uh, I think you, you might have a good chance against him. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, growing growing up with Jimmy though, he was the lover and I was the fighter. Like he was the talker and I was like the quiet guy who would kind of just like hand, handle the situation with like physicality. He's so it was a, it was like it was a nice <laughs> dynamic, man. Uh, you know, yeah, it's no, funny. We, my dad and uncle are twin brothers and they they say they had the exact same dynamic growing up my dad was the fighter my uncle's the quiet one and yeah. oh man this is so funny oh i got a little story i guess i'll tell um in high school senior year um almost towards the end of the year so everybody's like uh you know got getting their prom dates and asking people to prom and like i had this girl that i had a crush on like we kind of liked each other everybody knew it um we kind of got into a fight like right before like Everybody was asking people to prom. So this one fucking kid, Pat Muldowney. What's up, Pat? Shout out to Pat Muldowney. He <laughs> he asked uh, my crush to prom, and she said yes, like just right under my feet. And I was like pretty upset about it, a little heartbroken. Um, you know, I didn't go crying into Maddie's room the next day, like saying like, Pat Muldowney stole my girl. But he found out about it, and uh, we were at a party. And we were all there. Pat was there. Maddie was there. I was there. And I'm in the basement, like minding my own business, hanging out with my friends. And like, I hear like a commotion, some doors like open and close. And someone comes running down the stairs and they're like, cheese, Maddie's outside beating the shit out of Pat Muldowney. <laughs> and so I guess like Maddie heard about it and didn't like it and uh, tossed them around the bushes a little bit. I don't even think I actually yeah. got to see. I just heard about it. <laughs> well that 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 kid pat would talk so much shit too man he was one of those kids that just would talk shit talk shit and like i was never like smart enough to like talk shit back so i would just like beat people up <laughs> yes yeah. like me playing any video game lately i'm just like i'll throw a rock at them <laughs> oh dude there's yeah, some yeah. toxic people on the video game scene not gonna lie and, and they're good dude. too so it's hard to uh Dude, oh, I was out of control back then, like in in like uh, the end of high school and like like around graduation, like I uh, I tore my ACL my senior year of football and then like I couldn't wrestle. And then like I was just I was I was like so angry and like I had so much like built up frustration of like with everything. I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, we, me and Jimmy actually ended up going to uh, junior college together. We went to uh, Dean College, and we both uh, played football there. Um, and uh, we also played lacrosse there. And it, that's a funny story, man. Jimmy's never played lacrosse before. And then <laughs> I, get to, I get to Dean College, and uh, I'm, I'm playing on the lacrosse team. And we'd have, we didn't win a game. Like we haven't won a game in like three years. We were, we, we were lost every single game. So I, we started losing like the first couple games and we had this goalie and he was this huge goalie, but he was horrible. And I was like, Jimmy, come play lacrosse and be our goalie. This kid sucks. And, uh, Jimmy joined the team. And just because he had good, like hand-eye coordination and he was an athlete, he like earned the, uh, the starting spot and he was our starting goalie his first year ever playing lacrosse. Oh man, the bruises that I would have after every game. Cause we still, we actually did end up winning, like winning that one game because we were like winless for like three years. But we won and it was like a Super Bowl. It was like winning the championship. But that was fun, man. I like playing goalie. 
gotta be a little uh, do that i think but it's a great sport man but i was i was still like at at dean college and junior college you know we were we were like 18 19 20 year old and i was still like an angry kid it was uh before i found jujitsu and i was on that lacrosse team and um i actually got kicked off the lacrosse team and i got kicked out of school so there's a there's a story about that (laughs) so i guess uh, allegedly um, I guess I, I blacked out. I was drunk and allegedly I started a brawl at the train station. And then I, all I remember is like, I woke up in like some girl's room to public safety, just banging on the door. And then they, they grabbed me, they put me in the back of the, of the car and they drive me right to the Dean's office. And I had a huge black eye. I remember my face was throbbing and, uh, I didn't, I didn't remember anything. And, no, I and wasn't in a fight like, last night, <laughs> dude. So supposedly, that's what I said to the. Supposedly, what you I said to the out dude. of a moving car. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you I jumped out of a moving car too. Um, but I, I get to the dean's office and I have this huge black eye. Like I'm like throwing up in the in the trash can, and she goes, she hands me a phone and she goes, call call your parents, tell them you're kicked out of school for fighting and i go what do you mean i didn't fight anybody like i don't remember what happened last night and and uh that was uh i want to say that was probably like one of that was like like my my lowest one of my lowest points of my life i think i could say yeah i I would say that's uh, a good wake up a good wake up moment but i do think that should be a rule though if you get so drunk you don't like remember getting in a fight you can't get in trouble for the fight yeah, yeah, that's. Oh. Not... <laughs> but everything happens for a reason because I got kicked off the lacrosse team. I got kicked out of school, and guess what I found? Guess who I found? I found Matt Sarah and I found Sarah BJJ, and I started training jujitsu because I didn't know what to do. Like I was, I wasn't an athlete anymore. I wasn't playing lacrosse. I wasn't playing football. I was like an angry kid. And then I found Matt Sarah. I found jujitsu. I walked into that gym and I got humbled. I got humbled quick and I kept showing up. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, that's all you can do, you know, keep showing up. You'll change your life. It's awesome. Um, it, it really we, we got a little more for, uh, we got a little more for Jimmy in it. I mean, it does relate to that. What's it like um, cornering? What's it like cornering your brother throughout his career, you know? Uh, I mean, it's it's awesome. I, I've obviously always been camp- like before I was a corner, I was campaigning to be a corner for a long time. But it was like Maddie had a couple different coaches and stuff. And I basically like was just lucky to get my first corner spot because um, I think Ray Longo got COVID right before the Valdez fight. And um, so he just comes up to me. He's like, hey, Ray got COVID. It's your turn. And I was like so pumped. But I always tell I tell everybody this that asked me about cornering. It is for me personally, it's so much better to like be in his corner close to the octagon. Like, and it's not like I'm like a fan watching Maddie with all the family and friends where it's like more stressful for me because it's like everybody's nervous. You kind of feel the energy Mm -hmm. of like the nerves. Whereas when you're in a corner, it's like, all right, this is like my job. Like I have a job, like I'm part of this team. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to help him any way I can. And whatever happens, like I'm the first one in the cage. But that's not for everybody (laughs) because my dad cornered once too. And I don't think he'll ever corner again. So it's like different for everybody. But 
Maddie, if yeah. you want to. Yeah. Uh, so Longo, Longo gets COVID. So I had an empty spot and I was either going to give it to my dad or uh, cheese roller. And um, my dad cornered me for my first MSG fight. And it was that fight against Lando Venata. It was a crazy back and forth fight. And uh, he said it was it was like too intense for him. He said he like was having like panic attacks. He was like freaking out. And uh, and he had one job in the corner. Like his one job in the corner was to bring the ice, bring the ice. And in between <laughs> rounds, give it to him and put put the ice on my back. And he and he like forgot the ice. <laughs> we never let him live that down either. We never let the bulldozer live that down. That's yep. that's like a great story though. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah. So but Jimmy Jimmy awesome, got the yeah. call for that corner, and um, you know the Valdez fight was an amazing fight. I got the win, and uh, and I'm I like I said like I don't like to think of myself as a superstitious guy, but. Uh, Jimmy stayed in the corner after that fight. We got the, you know, he was in the corner for uh, Ottman. We got that win. So, and then he was in the corner for Dober and we got that win. So, uh, I think I'm not he might going anywhere. That's what he's trying to say. Yeah, yeah. You should get a, you should get to have like an extra one. He's your brother. He's family. It doesn't count. We can no, have an extra hey, corner. When, man. when we fight for the belt in a couple fights, we'll have an extra spot. Ooh, right? Hell yes. Hell Scoob. Yes. Be ready, Scoob. <laughs> yeah, me in the corner. <laughs> I mean, I I I mean I am I, I got an eye. I got an eye. I got a mind for it. I'm I'll be the, the I'll be the guy I'm that actually, yells out head kick right before the head funny. kick. I'm actually like still waiting because like I've been in the corner three times. We've never made it to the second round. So I like really want to like I've been waiting for Maddie to get back on stool, like to get back to the our corner and sit down on the stool so I can just like say one thing, like one thing to motivate him, like to go into the next round, but it just doesn't happen because he keeps knocking everybody out. <laughs> you trying to be the, the bio clip, like his yeah. own brother hypes him up between no, rounds. No, like let Ray say his thing. And then like me, just like think of like one awesome thing to like cement my corner legacy. Like, <laughs> but yeah. I, right now it's yeah. just patience. That's my thing. I just, I just yell patience, patience. Yeah. Cause I mean, Oh, Maddie likes to go. <laughs> that, that's his one optics. job. Optics, Jimmy's optics. One. That's what I. Yep. Jimmy's one job in the corner is to tell me to have patience. I just have him tell me patience because patience is key. Yeah, and yeah. And it's good to have a voice like you've heard your whole life that you got that connection to, you know? Like, I feel like it's like a movie thing. You hear that voice a little louder in a crowd for some reason. Yeah, a lot of people have different uh, approaches to corner work. And, um, you know, you don't really you don't want to go out there and tell them, you know, like like one, one, two or or one, two. Um, for me, it's like uh, it's trigger words. It's uh, trigger words for me. You know, a lot of things like like patience is one of them. A lot of it is time it, time it, you know, uh, see everything, trust your eyes movement faints and movement you know i always like to be reminded to faints and movement faints and movement cut them off you know when i take the center uh make sure to cut them off and then uh combos combos you know i always like to uh you know i know the combos that i'm gonna throw but sometimes you know you don't want to be just throwing one throwing one one you know one maybe two is you got to throw 
threes, fours, fives, those combos are, uh, when you put those together, it's what really, when you catch somebody. So, uh, I always have trigger words that I make sure my, uh, my corners can yell out to me. Yeah. I like that. It kind of like you hear it and just let your body take over while you like your, your mind do the, the comboing, you know? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And every, even every in shadow boxing, even in shadow boxing, I'm always uh, shadow boxing. Like th throughout the fight week, I always have you guys there and uh, to tell me my trigger words and and keep everything uh, sharp. Got the mantra. Yep, exactly, man. But it's going good now with this corner. Like, I like uh, I like the the dynamic that I have between uh, Ray Longo, Billy Q, and the Cheese Roller. You know, it's it's always it's like it's it's an energy thing as well. Uh, like we have fun backs, like we have fun all fight week. We have fun uh, in the in the warm up. Uh, it's my it's my little crew. So and, and it's going good, man. I, I love my corner. And one thing with uh with like that corner combo is like the first fight I remember like, and like obviously Ray Longo is a legend. Like you know he is Ray Longo, but like I never really experienced like. Uh, seeing him like train with Maddie or like talk to Maddie much. So like my first time like experiencing Ray Longo effect in the corner was the Valdez fight. And I just remember being in the backstage where everybody warms up and just like everything that Ray said was just like perfect. Like his, he brings everybody, he like calms, he's like got this calm, but like, like savage energy back there. And I, I just remember thinking to myself like, Oh, like, this is why Ray is in the corner, like, you know, in so many people's corner. He just he just brings like an aura that like is like perfect for a fighter, in my opinion. Like I, I, I assume Maddie agrees with that, but there's nothing like it. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, when Ray Longo tells you to do something, you, you fucking do it, you know. And, and when he tell when he tells you like you're, you're ready, you know, there, there's no better thing like. That then I, I know I'm ready. When Longo tells me I'm ready, I'm like, all right, I'm ready. Cause he he's seen so he's been coaching fighters for like you know 50 years, like, like he's seen it all at the highest level. Um, and you know we're we're luck I'm lucky to have him uh, have him as my my fearless leader. He's like the Don. He's the Mafia Don of MMA. He's got that that presence, you know, when he walks in a room. He's the godfather, man. And shout out to Ray Longo. He actually just got his hip surgery uh, mm -hmm. last week. So he's recovering from his hip surgery. I, I went and visited him uh, the other day. And he's he's coming along, man. It's been a week since his surgery. Uh, and uh, he's getting there, man. And, you, like, you'll see the last couple fights, like, he's, like, limping and stuff. Like, you have to, like, help him, like, down the stairs, make sure he doesn't, like, fall down the stairs and stuff. But... Uh, and like even through all that uh, hip surgery, he's still holding pads for everybody. Like, I'm, he, I'm telling you, man, Ray Longo is a is a saint. He's built different. He really is, man. Oh, well, man. All right. And then another uh, one more thing about uh, the cheese roll, man. Uh, when I brought him into my corner and brought him onto my team, uh, he's always well, always been a, uh, on the team, but he's really really helped me out with like the the social media man. He's a he's a guru, uh, you know, with the uh, with the edits and uh, helping. He he's the one who got me on Twitter. 
I, I was like, I didn't want to do Twitter for the longest time. And I was like, Instagram's enough. And then he was like, no, you got to get on Twitter. So then uh, we got on Twitter and now I love Twitter, man. Like I got, we got a whole uh, Twitter army now and, uh, and it's great, man. And now he's getting me on TikTok too. Yeah. Oh, I wow. saw yeah. that. I was, I was, uh, I was, I was questioning um, the schedule. When I saw the schedule and it says here, TikTok NPC goals, mm, ice cream, glizzy overload. What, what, what does this mean? What, what do these mean? I, I mean, do you, do you know what an NPC is? Have you heard? Oh, I, I know. Are we making, yeah. Matt, we're yeah. making Matt do, Matt, wait, which way do I point? This You're sending out roses him? all the time? Who's your? Yes. <laughs> I'm not sending Dude. the roses, but I know of it. So it's, uh. Dude, it's very it's very like new to me, but I just started seeing these videos. And I guess these people they go live on TikTok and they they call themselves NPCs, non-playable characters, which I guess is a video game term. Mm -hmm. And uh so an NPC is just an uh, you're just like uh being controlled by the audience. And then I watch these videos and they're like hilarious and I can't like stop I can't like not watch it for some reason. <laughs> he's, then, he's, uh, he's close to a thousand followers. So once he gets to a thousand, we're going live. We're setting a date and we're doing NPC role. We're going to, we're going to see how much he can, uh, he can get. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm honestly like, I'm, I'm weirdly, I'm weirdly excited about it because you seem very have... excited by doing this. <laughs> Because mm, I, I have, you know, I like to think like I have complete, you know, I always have control, you know, I've, I, I make my own schedule, you know, I, I, I always know what I have to do. Like I'm doing everything I want on my own. Like I'm just, I have, I have control of my life, you know, but when I'm an NPC, you know, it's what, if they, if they do like a fire emoji, I gotta go fire, fire, fire. And then, uh, and then I just, I have to react to the, uh, to the uh, emojis. Right? Yeah, if they put like a crown on your head, you have to be like, thanks for the crown. <laughs> like, so, wow, you, so I that was good. Have you been practicing, Scoop? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might I might have been. I might have been. I'm still, I'm holding out hope we have to do a whole NPC stream uh, with the Troll so, Weather show someday. <laughs> so is that what I have to prepare? I have to prepare... Um, for each emoji, what I'm going to say, and then I just have to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got to do the same thing every single time. That's what it is. Okay. It's the repetition. And, and when they send a glizzy, that's when I go, Hmm, glizzy. <laughs> yes. Way, yes. And if you get like a hundred glizzies, you know what to do. Over glizzy overload. <laughs> Bro, we're good. You, you I mean, you, you're you're already an expert at this NPC stuff. I guess I, uh, I got the glizzy one down. Money over here on TikTok being an NPC. Mm, ice, cream. Mm, ice cream. Ice <laughs> cream. Mm, ice cream. Jack and ten. Jack and ten. Jack and ten. <laughs> there you go. Hell oh. yes. I NPC roller is coming. Yeah, we need NPC to run that. NPC roller up. is coming. So follow me on TikTok. When we get to a thousand, we're gonna do the NPC Rolla live stream and hope. And what do people actually make money? 
I think so. I think the, the like the emojis things they send, those are money. The like first, the first, yeah. The first uh girl, I don't remember her name that like got the craze going. I think she was saying she was making like every time she went live, seven thousand dollars at least. I know her name. I'm ashamed to know. It's a <laughs> it's pinky it? doll, pinky doll. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, of course I know. Pinky doll. <laughs> oh man. But uh, we got some fights. We got some fights. Jimmy, you want to stick around and talk about these? Yeah, let's go. Awesome. Hell yes. Hell yes. Uh, we just want to we want to get right into this week. So do we want to let's talk about the main event last week. We had Holloway. We had a Korean zombie. A Korean zombie sadly did not come out on top. Re- retired at the end of that. Uh, just a long, awesome career. One of those last uh oh geez one of those last uh original like strike force guys i believe you know i know it was uh i mean you gotta love the korean zombie he's been in the game forever um he's fought everybody and uh just the the way he fights i mean the walkout it was electric you know zombie zombie eh, eh, eh. it was great and and then the, the way he fights too, man, he goes for it. And and you love people that go for it. He throws. And like I think everybody knew that you know he was overmatched in this fight. Everybody was saying it was gonna be a slaughter for uh, Max Holloway. And uh and you know, it kinda it was it was starting to I mean, Korean zombies still came out and went and went for it. He was landing some shots, man. What'd you guys think? Yeah, I mean, that was a great it was a classic like you know like classic mcgruber that was classic zombie like and that ending like i know you said the walkout was sick but i think after the fight when zombie like was walking out of the arena and the song was playing again like i don't think anybody's ever been knocked out lost and been like i I mean he wasn't happy but like if you're gonna get knocked out and you're gonna walk out of the arena like that's the way you got to do it like the whole crowd like it was sad, man. It can make any like tough guy cry. I think that was that was a moment for sure. I don't know. Is Maddie there? <laughs> oh, oh, oh! It looks like yeah, Maddie did. Uh, Maddie did disconnect. I just noticed that. So it is just us right now. But um, we'll wait and hopefully he comes back soon. But uh, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely agreed. Uh, it, you don't really see that where someone gets that big of a moment after they after they lose like that, you know. It was definitely a different vibe, but if anyone deserved it, it's him, you know? A hundred percent. And I mean, let's talk about Max, right? (laughs) The guy that won. I mean, he, he's, he's so amazing, bro. Like he, and I was like, I think his last couple fights, like he hasn't like had like a finish in so long. And I could tell like he wanted that finish and he's just like, he's such a gamer, bro. If someone ever goes up to him in, in octagon and goes, let's go, he says, Okay. Like how many times have you seen him meet someone in the middle and just throw bombs? Bombs. Yeah, and he's not afraid to like take two, three just to get the one he wants, you know? Never, man. And he he hasn't lost to anybody other than Volk in like what, like how many years? Like <laughs> which, you know, nothing to be ashamed about there. Like he he's a goat. And I don't know, who does he fight next? Yeah, I really, I really don't know who he he fights next. Because if I'm him, I only want Volk again. Like, let's run it back again. Even though I haven't beat him yet, I probably might not beat him th- this other time. 
I still want that fight again because there's yeah. no one else in that division challenging me. I mean, it would be like an epic story to lose three times and then come back and beat him. Um, I know I think Dana recently like came on and said like, no, nah, like we don't really want to do the Volk versus Max thing again. I guess it's going to be probably be Taporia versus uh, Max, which is cool. I, I mean, versus Volk, but what do you think about Taporia versus Max? I know like, I guess he's Taporia is probably going to get the Volk fight, but I feel like that would be a pretty sweet fight. Oh, we got the steam back. The steam is back. Uh, but yeah, no, I do think that would be an awesome fight because Taporia, he's got that power, you know, where Max's chin hasn't been, it hasn't broken. It hasn't really broken. So I'm back, boys. Tupor I'm back. Yeah, we hey, see he's back. Maddie, who do you think uh, with Max? Like, obviously, he's fought Volk so many times. Like, who does Max Holloway fight next? It has to be Tapora, right? I would assume, but I think they want to do Toporia versus Volk next for 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 the belt. But I'm just trying to think like who who would uh, Max fight oh, if yeah. not Volk or Toporia? Arnold yeah, Allen? That's... No, he just fought Arnold Allen. <laughs> yeah, he's oh. in a he's in a weird spot, man. He's kind of he's like Does went he through up? the division. He, I think, I think that's his only option is to go up because um, he's he's ran through the featherweight division. Um, and he's lost to the champ Volk three times, um, so he's in a he's in a tough spot, man. Him and Poirier have fought, right? Yeah. Okay. I was yep. gonna say, I'm trying to think of a name he would go up. Maybe maybe Holloway versus Steamroll. <laughs> <laughs> how about uh, how about Aljamain goes up and fights Max Holloway? Ooh, wow. I like that. That's a good okay. one. Okay. That would be a fun fight. That would be a fun fight. If they won't give Aljo the Volk fight, that would be, definitely be a fun one. It, that's one thing um, that I, I saw Aljamain actually the other day at the gym. And like I, I told him that I want to see Aljamain at 145. I think that like very similar to like the John Jones heavyweight experiment, I want to see the Aljamain featherweight. I think that. He goes up to featherweight, you know, he puts on some muscle and like doesn't have to deplete himself in the weight cut. I think that's very interesting. And I think it'll work for Aljamain's favor. Yeah, I mean, he's already shredded. So adding muscle could only serve to benefit him. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and he sorry, he cuts so much weight, like it pro there's a lot of people that cut a lot of weight and then they go up a weight class and they like realize like how much more like you know maybe energy they have strength they have when they do that so Ortega would be yeah. cool yeah and Aljamain spars a lot with 145ers you know I see Aljamain go with Bazooka a lot I see him go with Delemi a lot I spar with Aljamain and he could hold his own you know very well I mean yeah he beats my ass a lot of times so I think Al Aljamain can uh I think it's mainly his, uh, you know, he's got to have his confidence up to go up a weight class. I think, you know, fighting for so long at 135, um, he kind of just, you know, thinks that all of us are the 145ers and 155ers are just way bigger. Um, but I think that he'll do great at 145, especially, you know, if, you know, he, he put, he can put on some muscle and he can grapple with anybody in the world he could submit anybody in the world um and he he doesn't he doesn't trade you know he he's like 
way smarter than me. He's way smarter than like, like a lot of like us who just like to go in there and bang. And, uh, and he, he, you know, he, he uses it well, man. I can't, I can't fucking hit him. Like every time I spar him, he just dodges my punches and just takes me down. <laughs> there you go. Um, there were some other really good fights in that card that, that I was really happy to see Aaron Blanchfield get that, get that win. And I mean, she against a really good fighter in Talia Santos. I mean, she was coming off of what some people thought she beat Valentina last fight. I mean, I thought it was really close and she really had to kind of walk through fire in the first round. It kind of looked like Talia was kind of having her way standing up a little bit. She was kind of looked a little faster, I would say, but like Aaron Blanchfield, that fight proved to me that she's a dog, like that she can kind of like be off a little bit in the first round, figure it out, like weather the storm. And then just, she does what she does best, which is just kind of wear on people against the cage. It took her down. And uh, I think Talia made one mistake. I think it was in like the second round when she like went for a takedown and, and Aaron just reversed her. And just from that point on, it was over. She just kind of like, bodied her <laughs> yeah she tried to do a step behind takedown and aaron just sort of like weighed on her fell over right on top of her yeah yeah so aaron yeah. like she's a dog she's a dog she's brazilian you know she was getting beat up that first round and she just weathered through it fought right through it yeah and that that's how fights are won you know like you she she got no takedowns the entire time but she waited. She got her opportunity. She got her opportunity, and she made the most of it when she got on top and started beating the piss out of her, you know. Um, and she's young too. She's she's what like twenty, like three, yeah, something like, like that. that. And you've seen her striking improve every fight. Like she's starting to really. I mean, she's like you said, she's young. She's still getting better everywhere. She's got like an amazing grappling game as it is, and that's gonna keep getting better. But her striking is something I've looked at every fight. And, you know, Talia Santos is a great test when it comes to the striking. She had that jab going. She was really fast with her counters. And at the end of that third round, she almost she was she looked like she was going to finish her. She was hitting her with those head kicks. Um, I was very, very impressed with Erin Blanchfield. I think I think she deserves the shot next. I don't know. Like, I think uh, this card tomorrow there's uh Fiart Fiart I don't know how to say her name <laughs> but uh Rose versus uh, Fiort and I think Fiort mm -hmm. in the interviews was saying like nah like Aaron Blanchfield doesn't deserve it like if I beat Rose I deserve it and Aaron like responded right away and was like how about we fight and the winner gets it like I love that attitude like she's just down man she's just down for the cause she just wants to beat everybody and I love that attitude coming from her yeah, yeah she's from Philly. There's a lot of a lot of Philly fighters. They got that mentality out there. Yeah, yeah I want to see Aaron fight for a title. Um, but she is young, you know. I think I think we you really got to look at the Fiora and Rose fight uh, tomorrow, and it, it's either the winner of that or Aaron, or like Aaron said, you know, you have Aaron. Uh, depending on when uh, Valentina uh, wants to fight, um, it'll be it'll be one of them for sure. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's get to this next card. We're running, we're running uh, low on time today. We've been uh, shooting the shit today. It's been a great show. Uh, you know, it's a good show when we don't get to the preview until there's like 10, 15 minutes left. Uh, yeah. All right, it's, it's good. We got the 
Yeah, yeah we, we will have Chiefs to do on. we will have to do some underdog picks here. Um, but but what fights are standing out to you guys uh, right away? I always look at the lightweights. I always look at the lightweights because uh, Matt, Matt's right there. Uh, and I, I, I like this Benoit Saint-Denis. I've called him the French frivola at times. You know, he likes to bite down on the mouth guard and just start swinging. Yeah, man, he he's good and he's tough. You know, he's a very solid grappler. And then his his last fight, he just was was sending those kicks like flying, man. He was just kicking the shit out of that guy. I remember. Um, and then isn't he something like uh, he's like some kind of uh, French special forces? Yeah, yeah, some kind of special forces. That's pretty cool. Um, he's, but I he's, mean, he's also been only training MMA for like five years. So like it's pretty crazy how fast he's kind of like risen in the game. I don't know. Like five years is not a long time to be training. And he's, I was like looking at his record and stuff. He's like really good on the ground and he throws down on standing up. And this, this matchup's really good because Moises is no joke either. I saw like Dana White's uh, like preview of this fight. And he actually said something that I agree with. It's like Moises is like, like a seasoned St. St. Denise, like it's like you know, like they're very similar. They're both good strikers, and they're both really good with the sub game. And I think he he even said it: the winner, you know, the winner of this fight could like challenge for the top fifteen. So that's definitely something you know for big body steam to be looking at down the road. Yeah, yeah definitely. Tiago Moises definitely has you know the better uh, the better resume. He's fought. I mean, he's fought the top of the top. He's fought Islam. He's fought Joel Alvarez. Um, so I think he's he you know he's got he's been into in the octagon with the better competition, um, and you know I mean I'm I'm not completely sold on uh, Saint Denis yet, but I think this this fight will be a, a big decider for him. You know whether whether he belongs in the in the top of the lightweight division or not. Yeah, this is a big step up in co uh, competition because, like you said, Moises, he's fought like guys like Dariush, who's the, the peak, you know? Yep. And I will remember that first fight for St. Denis. He kind of got he kind of got beat up pretty bad that first fight. And we were I remember me and Harry were talking like, oh, it's good he's like a commando because like that, that that gave him the training to get his ass beat in the UFC. But <laughs> since then, he's really bounced back and done the ass kicking. So it's a, it's a yeah. step up in competition. I'm very. This is like the fight that I'm most looking forward to, to be honest. Yeah, me too. And uh, it's like he's trying to switch it up. You know, it's known that like French people are supposed to be like pussies, right? Um, <laughs> and like, so I mean, maybe he's like pissed off about that, and like he wants to like go in there and be like, French people aren't pussies, and like win. <laughs> So. I'll be the guy who proves it here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I, I mean, the whole card is full of French people. I've I've been struggling with these names. I've been trying to. Uh, uh, we got we got a Dixon Cider. Oh, that's a good name. Uh, this is Saint Denis gonna bully Tiago? I like that call. I like that yeah, call. Yeah, we'll man, we'll see. I think it's really cool. I love that the UFC is like going to Paris. And, uh, you know, they were in Singapore last weekend. They were in Paris this weekend. Uh, it's, it's, uh, that's definitely another really cool spot for a fight that, like, I would love to go and fight in Paris. 
I think they just legalized MMA like two years ago. Like it's very, very recent where it's even just been legal there, which is crazy to think about. I know, right? Why is MMA illegal anywhere? Like what? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I remember like in the early days, wasn't it John McCain who was like, it's savagery, it's gladiator fights, it's glorified violence, like all stuff like that. That's so old school. Now it's like the best sport in the right. world. Everybody watches it. <laughs> yeah, he, he was saying like it was human cockfighting back in the day, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he called it. Human cockfighting. Yeah, that's that's what he called it. Yeah, he's, just, he's a gladiator too. This is competition at its highest form, you know, hand-to-hand yeah. combat, punches, kicks, submissions, knees, elbows, you know, it doesn't get. Oh, no. Did he DC again? No, he's good. He's good. He's here. He's still here. I thought he DC'd again. It's all right. We're going to get better next week, guys, with the, with the <laughs> connection. <laughs> I'm going to send a strongly worded email to the internet provider. Uh, the oh, other yeah. fights we got, oh, we no got time. the. Yeah, no, no time is fighting uh, Bogdan Guskov. And uh, boys, this guy's resume is—it's a bit fraudulent to me. It's a bit fraudulent to me. You got a fraud check chance here. I like that. I mean, he's coming. He's twelve and two, fighting four and one guys. And if you look at like the four and one guys, this is them. Oh man! <laughs> no, no name, no date of birth, anything. Um. It, they're three and zero against one and two guys, and they lose to him. So, might have a bit of a fraud check with Bogdan coming up that here. I got my eye. Like screenshotted like like something and like photoshopped. That is a. <laughs> I was gonna say Where's from. Um, I don't. What country is this? Is this Azerbaijan? Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Yeah, I mean, I like. I like no time, uh, Ozdemir. I mean, I remember when he first came into the UFC and he was just like knocking like everybody out. His nickname is amazing too. I think that's like low key a really fire nickname. Like no time, like your your time is done, bro. Like when you're in the ring with him, dude, it's such a fire nickname. It's easily one of the best in. MMA. I, I remember, I remember that one knockout he had, and he just gets up. He like, he gets up. He's like, no time, no time. I was like, that's fire. Yeah, that's fire. I I definitely when we put our pick them in later, I think I'm gonna have no time by finish on it because that's one of the choices I believe. So I definitely think uh, Bogdan is short for this world tomorrow. <laughs> I think I saw a picture of him like on, on the, the plane, plane. yeah, in pads like in the aisle, like like before it took off, or maybe it was in the air. I don't know. They were in the air for sure. For sure in the air. And I if I was on that flight, I mean Yeah. I mean you can't say anything to him. What are you gonna say to the guy that's doing that on the flight? Excuse me, sir. He's not real. That person's not real. (laughs) That's what she saw. Like they pan the camera in the back, there's the guy pounding pads in the back. Oh man. That's amazing. But what about the main event? Yeah. What else what we got? We got Cyril Gans, Sergey uh, Sergey Spivak. Yeah, Versus, we talked about uh, this. Spivak. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit last week, and I'm I'm still on I'm still on the Spivak side. 
I still think the wrestling is going to be a big issue for Cyril. So am I. Um, and and I, I like Spivak as uh, the underdog, right? Yeah, plus 150 right now. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that uh, Gain's weakness is definitely his grappling and his you know wrestling defense, and that's just works right into Spivak's uh, strength. Um, so I think that you know it's a classic grappler versus striker fight. And uh, when you they got the uh, the grappler as the underdog, I think you gotta you gotta scoop that up right there. Hundred percent. That's like that's kind of how I feel with it. Um, I mean, I've looked at. I haven't seen too many of Spivak's fights, but I have. You know, I do know a little bit. And Gain, obviously, he's pretty popular. But it, I find it kind of weird that the UFC gave him another wrestler in France for a main event. I feel like I don't know. It's maybe them kind of being like, yo work on your wrestling, work on your grappling and beat this guy so that we can kind of like, so you can get back to where you were right before Jones did what he did. And uh, it's a great opportunity for Spivak, right? I mean, the dude is like a, uh, what is he, uh, Sambo or the other? He's I pretty, he's just a good right. Sambo. I think you're yeah, right. Sambo, okay. So, I mean, it like Maddie said, like plus 150 something, against a guy who just kind of like got exposed for his ground game. I mean, how do you not take that? But then it's kind of like, is that kind of like a weird line? It's like, does Vegas like what, what's going on there? Like, watch, he's going to go in there and like stuff like two takedowns and just like head kick him end them. And we're going to be like, Oh, there you go. I mean, I could, I could definitely yeah. see the polar bear just pawing at him, trying to get that takedown, and then just like a knee comes up or an uppercut comes up, it just catches him. But I don't know, I don't know. It's just when he when Gon loses, he loses very like he does not look good in the losses, you know. Like it's just like he's outmatched for some yeah, reason. Yeah, I think. I think you got to say that Gon is fighting in Paris. He is mm-hmm. French. He does want to prove to the world that French people aren't pussies, just like the other guy. So, <laughs> you know, you put that on his back. Maybe he brings his A game. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit like of the situation with Aljo versus O'Malley because it's five rounds and it's like, I would say like my most sure bet is I just don't think it would go five rounds because if it's one guy on the ground, most of the fight, it's a huge example, a uh, huge advantage. And if it's the other way, if it's standing up for more than three rounds, you got to think gang can get him out of there. Yep. So I would just fight doesn't go the distance. It's probably, I don't even know the odds. It's probably crazy, but I don't think this one's going five rounds. No way. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that for sure. Um, we talked about Rose and Manan. You guys got a side there? What do you guys think here? Rose going up in a weight um, for the first time, I believe. Yeah, yeah, she's going up a weight class. I, I, I think, I think Rose is gonna get beat. Like I, I like Rose. Like you can't not not like Rose, but she's also like kind of like a a head case. Um, like, I don't know if she really even wants to fight. You know, I feel like sometimes she talks about, like, you know, not fighting anymore in retirement, I think. And, uh, uh oh. 
Oh, oh. <laughs> finish that for you. I actually, I'm actually, I think the opposite. So like this might need to be a bet with me and Maddie or something because I think anybody who's beat Zhang twice and Joanna twice uh, and is plus 156 against a very good fighter in Fjord, but like she she just beat uh, Caitlin uh, Chukagin, right? Yeah, yeah, Chukagian, I think. Yeah, right? and that's yeah. like that's a great win, but like I don't know, man. I think that, it, like Maddie said, she's a little bit of a head case. So like, what what rose are you getting? The one that like didn't land, like had the most boring fight I've ever watched against uh, Sparza and lost last time, or are you gonna get the one that like just like head kicks Zhang or finishes Joanna? Like, I I'm gone. I'm taking the plus money and I'm taking the idea of Rose like having is like ready to go. And she, but the going up a weight class thing is definitely like lingering in my mind. Like, she's got some sub game too. And I don't think anybody's really like tested Fjord on the ground. You know, I think like sneaky. I think it was, I was looking today, plus 700 Rose sub. Mm, mm, I don't know. Little sprinkle. She does have good jujitsu. Yeah, I, so. I did when I when I saw one in Denver, she was doing jujitsu with someone on the stage. So yeah, I have seen her in real life. Funny enough, yeah, not nice. for the UFC though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, no, I did not. I was in the crowd. I did not yell. Did not shoot my shot. Pat Barry was there also. He would probably throw me through a table or something. <laughs> uh, but what is this? What is this bet you guys are gonna do? You guys gotta have a bet here. You guys are on the opposite sides. I'm not taking my shirt off again. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Oh man, yeah. I don't know. Maybe like if uh Fjord wins, like I gotta like do Maddie's like laundry of like sweaty jujitsu like gear, and if I win, he's gotta like do everything that I do for him like for a whole week. Like I just take off from like helping him nah. with like sending things. <laughs> he goes, nah, right off the bat. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to think of something. I don't know. But uh, when, maybe we'll when, just... we're, we're, when we're on the boat tomorrow, you got to take a shit in the water. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we're going. We're, we're uh, end of the summer is coming. We have this thing in Long Island Sound. It's called the lighthouse music festival it's like this lighthouse right outside the bay where we are so they like play live music all the boats like tie up it's gonna be a sick time we got the happy dads ready we're ready to uh send it one last time and i think maddie's driving but driving the boat but i'm gonna do one of those things where you drink and you like tape the you make a wizard staff so like every beer you finish you tape it to each other until like you have like a diesel like you shall not pass Gandalf wizard staff of uh, beer beer cans. So we'll see how tall mine gets tomorrow. I like that idea. I like that. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's pretty crazy that it's like the end of summer now. It like I can't believe that it's September already wow. and that August is over. Time time is crazy, man. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, just saw a comment. It says uh, Rose is not with Trevor Whitman this camp. That's right. Ooh. Our insider, Dick's insider. Uh, that's our insider right there. Like I do not like that. Yeah, I don't like the sound of that. That's not a good sign. That's not a good sign for sure. It's just her and just Pat Barry in the corner. Only oh, Pat Barry in the corny. Oh, man. 
I don't know about that. Uh, I think uh, we're, we're a little over our time here, but there's one more guy I want to talk about here. Also, we got a giveaway. Did you guys decide the trivia trivia for the giveaway? Because I did not. I was hoping <laughs> you guys would have something for it. And I figure whoever would answer first in the chat with the trivia would get the signed Panini card signed by the steamroller himself. Um, okay. Mm. Let's let's do um what what were what were who who did I beat in the contender series and what was his record? Ooh, okay. Okay. So who did Matt beat in the contender series? Everybody's and- speeding the tap out here right now. Right, right. They're all <laughs> rushing, all rushing to do it. So first person to put it in chat and be correct. You will get the signed Panini card. Ghostface Mass says he's got this. So we will see. Uh, Wayne says Conor McGregor. I do not know if that uh, was it. Conor McGregor, Matt, was it him? Was he there? Contender series with you? It wasn't. It was not. It was not Conor. It was not Conor. Oh wow, that was like oh, but we got a timestamp there. Scoo Ski Jose Flores says six and zero. Is that true? Is ding ding ding. Another Ooh. undefeated guy I gave his first loss. Yeah, all right. Looks like uh, Luke Bunghole gets the... No, no, the, no. Uh... Skooski. Oh, shit. Skooski. <laughs> all right, it was. All right. Wait, was it, wasn't it Luke Flores or am I bugging? All right, does he have two names? Wait, wait, wait. Was it Luke? Wait, hold on. We're going to wait, very fine Flores. now. It was I don't Luke think Flores. it was Jose Flores, was it? Or is it? Oh yeah, he was wrong. It <laughs> <laughs> was. Everyone in chat said Jose after he said it was Luke. It's <laughs> Luke, and he was seven and zero. <laughs> oh, All right, hey. So I was right. It's Luke Bunghole. Yeah, it was Luke Bunghole. It was Luke Bunghole. <laughs> Shout Luke out to Luke. Congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, Luke Bunghole. I am Cornholio. I need to be before my bunghole. All right. So Luke Bunghole, uh, if you could, I think the best way to get this would be to DM probably me, I would say. Or yeah, address and uh, all the information for shipping. Uh, Maddie will sign one of the rookie uh, Panini cards he has. And then he'll say, Jimmy, get over here. Go ship this out to what's his name? Because that's that's my job. There All right, go. cool. Uh, Luke Bunghole says, can I DM Matt? Um, I don't know about yeah, you that. Yeah, can DM me. You okay, can DM yeah, me, DM Luke Matt. Bunghole. All right, yeah. So DM Matt. Tell him you're Luke Bunghole. Also, um, DM Most Crucified and tell me um, what your name is, and then I'll tell Matt to look out for you. So, um, oh, he wants Cheese to sign it also. Wow, my first signature. Let's go. All right, awesome. And then there was one more fight because I saw a guy was getting a little into it with the the crowd for, uh, at the weigh-ins today. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, Colin uh, Lohrain, one of the Irish boys, uh, he was flipping off the crowd. He was uh, having some fun. Yeah, that was intense. Yeah, very intense, and it came out of nowhere. It felt like the crowd wasn't really trying to go that far. And the like, other guy was French, and it's and he got a pop, man. That that fight's gonna be a fun one for sure. 
Yeah, I think Lauren is um, Cage Warriors champion, I believe. Very, very hyped um, prospect. So this is going to be awesome. I've been waiting for Lapalus to be back in the UFC for a while because he's three and three and one in there, I believe. So I'm definitely another fight I got my eyes on. Card is tomorrow at, I believe, 11 a.m. Central, noon Eastern because we're in France. So we're going to have our eyes on it. We'll be back next Friday, too. So... Oh wow, we're gonna we're gonna have those fights on on the boat. On the huh? boat, <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun. I'll be like making like live bets, like eight happy dads deep. Like, oh man. Oh, should we put together a pick 'em before we go out the door? Should we do that real quick? Do you guys got time for that? Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's do that real quick. Let's do that real quick. So what do we got? What do we got? I like Vulcan Ozdemir to get a finish. I'm putting that on there. That's my pick. That's my pick. No I'll time. Z- yeah, no time to get a finish. I'll zoom in so you guys can see these picks here. Significant strikes for gain. Wow. That this is the question. Does he keep it standing, or does I'm gonna go lower? I'm gonna I I'm gonna go with uh, Spivak uh, taking him down and uh, drowning him. So you like the lower on his significant strikes for Cyril? All right. Cool. 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 And then uh, Matt, what do you like, Matt? Um. Uh, keep going down. Ooh, take two takedowns, Ben. Yeah, let me know if uh, there's um, a name you want. We can find it. Yeah, go go up to the French girl fighting Rose. Yeah, I wanna, yeah. I'll bet something with her. There's rivals too. Let me see if there's any rivals. We can see. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Either of those catch your eye more. I love this underdog uh, format. It's so cool, dude. Like the rivals and just it's it, it's a different way to look at fights to I, me. My friends are really getting into like the football, uh, best ball stuff. Like they, my one friend is like has like crazy amount of teams and entries. I'm like, dude, you're crazy. Degenerate. It's an investment. It's an investment. Depending upon who you ask, it's an investment. All right. Do you like any of these, Matt, or should I go back to these other ones? Oh, I think you were disconnected for a second. Yeah, I got to go Fiorit, just like decision, like a boring decision. Do you think she gets uh, so over fight fantasy time? points? Under? Time? Uh, she doesn't have fight time, unfortunately. Oh. She's one of the ones that does not have fight time. We got takedowns, fantasy points, significant strikes. That's all we uh, got. Lower, lower takedowns. I don't think... I don't think. Oh, wow. That's actually interesting. 1.5. Like, I don't even expect her to attempt one, to be honest with you. Right, right. Awesome. I really like this one. I like this one. All right. So, we got Vulcan. We got no time to get a finish. We got Cyril gone lower, 48 and a half strikes. And we got Manon Furot lower, one and a half takedowns. Get a little standing match up there. We're going to put 10. To win sixty dollars on that one. Let's go. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I really like that one. I like that one, and it just makes the fight so much better. You're like rooting for specific things. It makes it a little goofy. Yeah, I like it. And shout out to Underdog for like uh, you know this format. I think it's really cool. I think it's really starting to pick up with a lot, especially for fighting, because there's so many 
different aspects of the game that they're able to let you choose. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just over. It's not just like uh, finish by method of victory and stuff. It's like takedowns. It's significant strikes. It's winning time. So shout out to underdog. Hell yeah. 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 Shout out to underdog. Make sure you use uh, promo code tangle. You get your first deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. That's going to be it for us today. Uh, boys, you guys got anything you want to promote? Uh, Cheese Roll, you want to tell them to follow you on Twitter? You got the good tweets? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Twitter is Cheesy McFresh1. Um, that's really it, man. I'm just uh, happy to be here, happy to talk fights. And uh, yeah, anytime you guys want me on, man. Hell yeah, we'll definitely no. have the Cheese Roll on. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for coming on and uh, keep an eye out for uh, the Sterling Brothers tonight for CFFC. Anthony Delemi, Saturday night, CFFC next weekend. Uh, Armando Gija, Ring of Combat on Friday. And then uh, keep your eyes peeled for some steamroll of fight news because it's coming. Hey, we might even need to break it on here. Ooh, it's yeah, good. that would be great. Yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, well, I'll break it on here. That'll be good. Unless, well, Marcel, that Marcel guy, Marcel, oh. he's gonna break he's it before Marcel every time. He's pissed. He's always in the DMs of Maddie, like, like, damn, like you got you, you really keep your uh, circle small. <laughs> Marcel's gonna know before I know. <laughs> At this rate, all right. Well, hell yeah! Thank you all for hanging out in the chat. Thank you to the lads for hanging out with me. And from all of us, we will see you next Friday for Edisonia versus Strickland. Ran out of time. Didn't get to talk about it today. Wow, that's going to be a good one. That'll be a fun talk. It's going to be a fun talk. I think we're going to have Harry Mack in the house finally for a little bit to talk. So we will see you all Friday. Peace out and take it easy. (laughs) 